0: Dungeons & Diapers fans, welcome to the state of Dungeons & Diapers Direct Con 2021 (laughs) Ultra Edition, starring Croft & Steers, one of your hosts, and Ryan Murphy, another one of your hosts. I am Croft & Steers, the first one, and with me
1: the second one. How you doing, Ryan? Uh, I'm doing well, although I must confirm I am exclusive to Next Generation consoles, so you'll have to upgrade
0: god damn it ryan's the exclusive but now we have dlc graphics.
1: didn't know if you knew this but we have graphics now
0: ryan's available in hdr and 4k Ooh, 60 yeah. frames a second whereas i am only 30 frames 1080p but you know what <laughs> it's good enough for most people
1: yeah, you know, the human eye can't see past 24 frames per second. You're fine. You're fine. It's, I'm
0: fine. Most movies, look, I don't have the soap opera effect. Now that we've lost our entire non-tech audience, which is nobody, um, yeah, everyone's I, guy just, guy. I, yeah, I just
1: yeah, <laughs> I I just, want to see how you're doing, Ryan. I'm doing well. I'm doing well, although um, I have a bit of a an alarming situation. I don't know if it's an alarming situation. You let me know whether or not this is something I should worry about. But um, as you know, Caden's been doing virtual learning. He is uh, doing so with a tablet, and that's been working out really well. But he's been getting really, um, really good with the technology, which is awesome. I think it's really great to see his sort of progression there. Uh, but he's he's started to um, use the tablet to take sort of videos. And uh, I, I, I captured one of these. And I, and I, again, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll skip to the end here. And then it is incredibly cute. But I'm worried that Caden may be becoming a YouTuber. So just listen to this. That's Daddy. That's Mommy. That's Abby. That's Isabel. That's Zoe on Daddy. Do, do, de, that's Caden. Bye, I'm a mambo I'm Caden. Bye, I'm a mambo I'm Caden. I wonder, should I, like, teach him how to say like and subscribe? at the end and he, he has he has a theme song it's the Doot to d and and then that clip is him like he's he's pointing the camera at each family member and introducing us as if we're in a sitcom and i swear we're not <laughs> letting him watch wandavision and he has the interstitials of like Doot to d and then he goes to the next subject and he does this with with it with his food so he'll make like a face with his food and he's like oh i need to take a picture or this is really unique. I need to take a picture. And again, like, I'm joking. None of this is alarming. I find it incredibly cute and and interesting to see him, like, kind of latch onto this. Because we don't let the kids watch YouTube. They don't watch that kind of stuff. But um, he's he's picked this up. And, and maybe it's because of podcasting. I don't know. Like, I listen to podcasts on occasion with the kids around, like, the clean ones. But, um, like, he's got his own, like, YouTube sign-off. It's really... <laughs> member I'm, 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 I'm Kaden. he even like fades it out at the end as if he's like he's doing his own effects it's really something and again he's got no frame of reference for this as far as I understand so
0: okay so Ryan I didn't I didn't really want to tell you this uh-huh. um, on air I thought maybe we could do this after the show Ooh. but uh, I've been talking to Caden kind of offline about, you know, maybe stepping in, replacing you as, his host. <laughs> I, 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 I've been given, I've been given him a few pointers. I, I told him he needed a gimmick, a song, a jingle. That was me. Yeah, also the the sign dude, up, dude. The, yeah. The sign off thing. Uh, that was me. I said, get some practice by filming your family, except Ryan, don't clue him in. And he's like, what does clue mean? I'm like, don't worry about it. Just, don't talk to him about it, and so he's, you know, I mean, I, and I'll, I'll be honest, like it, w- I don't think it's going to work out with Caden. You know, he takes he takes some direction, but <laughs> but he's got a lot of his own creative ideas, and I I don't think it's going to work.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you told me, uh, even if it was on air and it's all been recorded and everyone gets to hear this, it's it's interesting. Like I'll continue to monitor the situation and maybe maybe he'll just be uh he'll get his own soundboard and we'll have more he'll have more to say i mean honestly maybe we pull a town crier instance and we just get our kids to record bumpers as opposed to using really shitty zombie clips uh from the the movie of the week for my other podcast but i i think uh yeah again it's it's he's got all these videos on his tablet where he is he is taking videos of his food and he's like kind of making faces and making sounds and stuff and it's it's really awesome to see him sort of moving in that direction and being very creative and again like we're not posting these these are for us these are on his tablet uh they're not you know we're not looking to make another one of those like use your kids to get famous on youtube type things but um I I did, I did draw the line at clipping some things out and playing them on a podcast. So I'm not a, I'm not as good a parent as I guess I'm making myself sound, but.
0: uh. It's funny because it is, it is tough in a way because we know we're a little savvy with these types of things. And take Gwen, um, she's six years old. She loves arts and crafts and she loves talking about them. And we have about six videos where she walks us through an arts and crafts and and she's talking to people like she's hosting a show. This is how you make a bird feeder out of ice and blah, 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 blah. And she goes through all of it. And, we posted on Facebook for friends and family who are, and, and especially those who are at a distance that don't see her that often. And they love it. And they're always like, oh, she should have her own show own her, her own thing. And I was, and I know for a fact like that she comes off. Well, she's super cute. She's a little speech impediment, which makes her cuter. And she does a good job of explaining these arts and craft projects. I could easily start a YouTube channel for her, put up, put up the videos and God knows she would love it. But, as a sheltering parent, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to put, I don't want to put her out there. And I, I, I definitely, even though that she may think that she would like that, I, you know, there's a, there's an element of protecting them from the internet, especially at at that age. And I don't begrudge people who put their kids out there necessarily. Um, You know, I I know that there's all these kids that open toys and like video Mm -hmm. them and other kids watch it and whatever. But at, at the same point, that's not, you know, I, I'm not, comfortable with that unless you told me that for sure gwen would make a lot of money then i don't i i you know i'm not i'm not uh i don't want to i don't want to put her out there so but you know uh, he's our he's he's always going to be your number one cadence so yeah
1: don't, uh, I, I mean i'm not gonna i'm not gonna i i would i i would i'm not gonna post the videos you know on on my you know public or even private facebook but i could see myself sharing the videos with like my parents or ashley's parents and again like clipping out very specific lines uh for the podcast for a parenting podcast i i don't have a problem with that either like th- it, this is a very unique show where where we get to to bring our our families. You know, in into the fold and and discuss what's going on, and I thought it would be funny, but uh, yeah, it's one of those things where Caden was Caden got a kick out of it as well. I said, "This is your first promo, so uh, if your YouTube channel that nobody knows exists or doesn't even exist for that matter uh, doesn't pay off, well, then we'll never then we'll never get anywhere." But this is your first promo, so we'll see how it goes. We'll wait to hear the reviews on whether the intro family jingle and the sign off works out, but. It's just it was so weird. Like I be I knew he was doing these videos a lot and then I just as the as I'm kinda of witnessing it, he'd keep saying the same sign off over and over again and I'm thinking to myself, like he's got his own thing. He's got show notes, he's got like an outro that he uses every single time. And <laughs> It's just so cute. So. so, so Ryan, let's uh as we move into the di- uh, the
0: dungeon section. Why don't you play uh, a nice transition outro? Thank, courtesy of our friend Caden. Uh... Bye, I'm E-man, boy, I'm Caden. Bye, I'm E-man, boy, I'm Caden. <laughs> and that brings us to the dungeon section of the show, and that is the section where we talk about all the geekly stuff that we are into, that we find time for, despite the parenting stuff uh, that we do. Uh, Ryan, did you want to do... uh, I I would be a a bad host if I didn't offer you the chance to contribute your your, your Dungeons material first. What do you got for us this week?
1: Well, I've got uh, something that I think I alluded to earlier in... Maybe it might have been four or five episodes ago, but finally put together a trivia night using Jackbox Games, and uh, included all of Ashley's family, which, uh, again, like, you know, saying we put together a Jackbox Party Games night with friends who all know how to use Discord and access streaming services and microphones and cameras and all that, like, that's like, oh, that that sounds fun, but not technically challenging. But, you know, we struggled a bit to set it up with um, Ashley's family because they're not They're not, they're not as technically savvy as, as, uh, as you and I. And I think that was the issue you and I had discussed was like, basically, if you know, if someone knows how to use discord, then if all of them can get on discord, that makes it a lot easier because the thing with Jackbox games is they don't need to own the game, but they need to be able to see the main screen, which is happening on, on the computer of whoever owns the game. So in this case, it was, it was my, I own the game. So I had the main screen. So I had to kind of figure out a way to easily, just find the simplest way possible to be able to take that that main screen and get it to everybody in the family. So the way I did it was, obviously, I, I am well-versed in streaming. Uh, I ended up streaming to a private YouTube stream, gave them the link, and had them cast it to their TV. And it worked quite well. And it was, again, probably the simplest way you could do this with you know, a wide gambit of, um, of, of people's technical, technological know-how. Uh, and you know, it worked quite well. So as long as everybody had like a smart TV that they, or even a laptop that they could watch the YouTube video on, once we got that sorted, we were off to the races, like, and, and obviously explaining how to get to the Jackbox, uh, website in order to access the game. But we had a really good time. And, and honestly, in a, in a pandemic where, when we are seeing each other in person, it was always, you know, six feet with the mask on, or we were in our bubbles, which could not feasibly include the whole, the whole extended family. So it was a bit of an experiment. There was some, you know, rough sort of start as we got everybody up and running. But once everyone was up and running, we had a really great time. And I think we're going to do it again. I need to do a little research, um, you know, on what, games we're going to play because i think we just jumped into jackbox party pack six which uh, has trivia Murder party two but all the other games are kind of just icebreakers so when everyone was like let's try something different all the other ones were kind of like one and you know one shots like do them once and that's really you get the fun um or they weren't good at all but so i'm going to do a little bit of research into what games are worth checking out um and if anyone has any recommendations for party packs that were especially good, let me know because uh I'd I'd like to you know have a head start on that. And and I think I am going to try to just get everybody to install Discord. I think the easiest part about YouTube was that it used everyone's technology to their advance uh or advancement because I knew they had a smart TV and that was kind of like the easy win like okay, if they have a smart TV, then they can cast the main screen to the TV, and then that frees up their devices. For uh, we ended up using Facebook Messenger to have like sort of a, a webcam, uh, you know, setup going or like a group chat, and uh, they had to use their phones, of course, for the controllers. But I'm uh, I'm kind of thinking maybe I try to figure out Discord for everybody because there was a bit of an issue with the latency. Although most people had, there was a couple people on uh, country internet, so it was a little slower. That could have been causing the latency issue, uh, but I did I did stream to YouTube with like a low latency mode, um, which should have helped a little bit. But uh, I think there were still some issues. And um, but yeah, we had a lot of fun. I don't know if you've uh, had a lot of experience with the Jackbox party games, but I know you expressed interest in trying to set something like this up. I, I would say it's totally worth it if if you have the the patience to get everybody up and running.
0: Uh, We, we bought, and I think I talked about it on the show. I forget, but we, we got the Jackbox party pack, uh, the most recent one and we did it over a Christmas break or around, around that time. Um, and, uh, it was, uh, it was a good, it was good, but like you alluded to about how the one that you had only really had one sort of good thing and then everything else was kind of appetizers or what have you. Um, We played it a couple of times, and again, there's really one. It's like, uh, is it Quidditch or Quid uh, Quiplash? Quiplash, Quiplash. yeah, Quiplash. It's so Quiplash is good, and everything else is eh on the most recent version. And like, I was just, I, I guess, I didn't really understand how the Jackbox Party Packs work. I just assumed, like, you know how sequels generally, the next one is better. The next one is is like, if if there's if there's uh, NHL. 2008 and then nhl 2009 well you want 2009 not 2008 you know you probably won 21 but you get my point the next one is generally better but with jackbox parody pack what i recognize now is, is that's not the case they have a different selection of games in each one and i should have taken a better look instead of just buying the most recent one I Should have looked for the one that was had the most fun games in it. And I think that you know that was my mistake because I think everybody enjoyed it, but they got tired of Quiplash at one point, and there was really not much else that was too too great. Some of them were very convoluted, uh, and and especially for my mom, you know, like okay, this is it's tough to understand what we're doing in, in, in some of them, whereas Quiplash was was fairly straightforward. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I like Jackbox Party Pack. But it's tough to to. I feel I don't want to say I feel burnt by it, but I just I, I feel like the next one I'm I'm really gonna have to do my homework before before getting.
1: Yeah, my experience with these games is uh, there is usually like one main game, and the rest are sort of either icebreakers or sort of quick one and dons or duds for that matter. I mean, like it, it, it there is usually a dud in each package and. I think strategically what I want to do is maybe get one or two other games. uh, uh, So I wouldn't want to like double up and get like another trivia murder party. But I could see myself. We didn't have any drawing ones. And I really feel like the drawing ones would have, um, you know, got people a little more interested in the game. The trivia stuff is really interesting. Uh, I think I have Jackbox Party Pack Two, one or two, on Steam. So I have six, and then one other, one of the other early, early ones. So uh, I know some of the games they offer separately. I think they have like a Fibbage and um, Quick Draw, or Drawful is another one they have standalone that you can pick up. So I, I, I'm just gonna look into it a little bit more. I think I'm not gonna go crazy and buy all of them. I know they have like trilogy packs and stuff, but maybe just get like a couple of others just to be able to mix things up the next time we do it. Cause I think, uh, I think we're going to try to do it in March at some point for, there's a couple of birthdays in March that we're going to try to celebrate uh, with some trivia night. So yeah, it was a, it was a good time. Um, it was just, you know, a couple of, you know, trying to explain to my mother-in-law how to cast a video to her TV uh, <laughs> and like trying to get her to like, no point the, ca- point the camera at the TV so I can see what's going on. I don't want to see your ceiling because you've set the phone down to try to get the TV to work. Just point it at the TV and we'll figure this out. But it it all worked out eventually. And uh, it was it was shortly after they put their glasses on. But, you know, it made Ryan, you
0: should you should open a service or, or a show even called Family Tech Support. No, where people where, where people <laughs> write in and Ryan solves their tech problems.
1: Ugh, um, that yeah, sounds no, like I've got less hair just thinking about it.
0: Uh, so speaking of less hair, I don't even know if this transition was There's
1: Velcro in uh, there. Maybe it got caught.
0: Yeah. I I've been, you know, I'm, I'm going to do a little, uh, get back onto my Oculus, uh, quest Two, Ooh. which, uh, long listeners may remember that I bought, um, recently and, Last episode, uh, yeah, y- yeah. Last episode. So I've gotten so much, more, much more mileage on it and I've got the steam link cable. We may remember disgruntled Crofton from past episode, um, ranting about about the buying system and 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 how it works um new crofton has come to terms with uh, with a lot of it and um has been enjoying uh the convenience really the the single biggest thing of this headset i've decided is just the convenience factor and what i mean by that is the idea that if i want to play vr if for some reason i have the energy in any given night or time to play VR, which is a big question mark in and of itself. There's no fiddling around. It's just, I put it on and I go like I, it works right away, quickly, fast. There's not three sensors that are out of line all the time. It's just great that way. And more than the wirelessness, more than the higher sort of higher resolution, the biggest thing for me is the the no setup time because I'm, I'm I'm playing it in the same spot. I'm not taking it around yet. I'm sure that's going to be wondrous one day when I throw it into a pack sack and then I go somewhere else. And then I'm immediately able to play VR in that spot. I, I, I'm sure. Just like my Switch, like technically I can take my Switch off my dock and play it in handheld mode. I don't think I've done that for like a year. It just it sits there. It's connected to my TV. And I play it with the Pro Controller. It's a regular console essentially. And every once in a while, like in, I'll take it off and I'll go into a, upstairs or something and I'll be like, Oh my God, this is crazy. I'm playing these games in portable. Uh, well, I, I think the quest too, I'm going to have one of those moments at one point too, where I'm going to, I'm going to go somewhere different or whatever and put it and be like, I can play beat saber here. This is amazing. Um, I haven't, you know, I haven't had that moment yet. I, I will say, uh, just as a little follow up to, um, my, my rant last week about, or two weeks ago about, about, setting the settings and how it's how there's two storefronts and and how there's the oculus quest portable version and then then if you're steam LinkedIn then you're using the regular oculus version and then if you have beat saber in one you don't necessarily have it in the other and all of that one thing that I have noticed uh, and it took me a long time to notice is that some developers are are not as interested in the non quest versions of their games anymore. Like cuz I guess they have to do double updates, right? Like there're two different versions of the games running on two different platforms. And so, uh one game that I've really enjoyed and I've been back into the past little while is called In Death and I've spoken about it on this show before when I was going through my last VR phase and it's a roguelike game. It's an archery game in VR. It's super good. Uh, like scary, exciting controls. Well, really fun to play. I, I love in death It's a it's a fun game, hard as shit, but whatever. Roguelites, roguelikes, rogue-likes are, are are like that sometime. So, yeah, really great game. And anyway, uh, I was playing it last night, enjoying it. Um, uh got on a pretty good run. They've added stuff, obviously, since last time I played. Not a ton, but some stuff, you know, including ghosts, which incidentally are really scary. Um <laughs> and uh, like uh, you have to shoot the goat the ghosts are like invincible to your arrows and you have to shoot them in one glowing spot and they're just like floating towards you and they look like skeletal and sometimes they make no noise normally you can hear footsteps so you like you'll turn around and there'll be a ghost right there anyway i want to pee myself it's really i screamed at one point my wife was asking what was going on nothing scarier than vr anyway um so I was on Reddit last night afterwards trying to figure out, because this is the thing, VR games are still so niche that, you know, it's hard to, like, I wanted to figure out, like, tips and tricks for in death and, and um, there's not much. It's not like there's a bunch of guides and a bunch of stuff. Often the best discussions happen on Reddit. Well, I went on Reddit, and people were essentially saying that the version of the game that I am playing is essentially abandoned in favor of... In Death Unchained, which is the Oculus Quest version of the game. Um, And that all the updates are happening. There was just a big update on it. And it's not happening on the PC version. Uh, And the developers are focusing kind of uniformly on the Quest version. So, again, I'm just like, God damn it. Like, what? I own this. You know, I own this game. I can't download it on Quest without double buying it. And now they're, you know, like. Anyway, there's just a lot of the consumer practices stuff is still still. Frustra- uh, frustrating to me but uh I'm probably gonna buy in death and unchained now because I want you know like I'm like oh I'm into this game I'd like the content I like all of that so anyway in it's it, uh it, the oculus is great and I've tried a, a, a couple of boxing games which are a great exercise so it's providing a lot of a lot of neat exercise and and honestly I've been so busy lately uh, and I've been working some extra hours at work and like just to fit in an, an hour um there's very few game systems that you can sit down and like just play a game for a half hour or an hour and vr is like kind of suited for that it's like you put it on you're not going to want to play for much longer than that and so again like games like beat Saber, still super awesome super fun uh really great escapism so yeah i've been i've been enjoying my uh uh my quest two and my return to vr ryan
1: Cool. Well, I'm really, I'm really glad, and and I mean, the thing is, with uh, we discussed this last episode. I feel like when you look at the issue of um, a lot of your current content being on the PC VR side, and then moving to a standalone platform uh, with with the Quest two, you really are gonna feel these these bumps and bruises for the early early sort of situation but as you get further on and really as as you start to experience um newer games for VR that will be probably solely developed for the Quest 2 when it comes to the Oculus platform because they have um they have moved away from from standalone VR headsets there are other you know companies sort of exploring that side of the market uh, i think you're going to you're you're not going to run into this issue as much for you specifically because it is like a platform switch You know, I think it's it's um, not quite as equivalent to, you know, moving from PlayStation to Xbox, but it's sort of like moving from Xbox One to Xbox Series X. Like there are going to be some experiences due to backwards compatibility or forwards compatibility that will work in that regard. But there are going to be experiences that are that are actually that's a bad example because a lot of like a lot of the Xbox One games are getting free free upgrades but either way i think as you continue to explore the quest 2 platform um and we get further away from this transition you are probably going to be more excited about um just buying your game once and having it on the quest there are a lot of games that double dipped early on in the early transition um but that was just due to the 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 sheer difference between developing on pc and developing for a for a, a custom you know it's like handheld That's that's the example it's like a desktop version and a handheld version oftentimes those are two separate SKUs so I think that's what you're looking at here but well
0: it, yeah I get that but at the same time the switch has changed the way I think oh, about yeah. that so like if I'm I've got a um you know like if this is not Two different companies, this is oculus it's all oculus, and so like the the storefront and they and so I mean they could make it a requirement that you know that uh that any uh, oculus quest game if there's an existing version on the main oculus store then you, you, it's a free download and vice versa cross by um now, I recognize that there's development costs like uh, I finished Robo recall on the quest version. Mm-hmm. So I own both versions of Robo Recall, um, and I finished the Quest version. And in the credits, I saw there was a fair amount of people that worked on the Quest version to adapt it, like it was an ad- adaptation. And um, I do obviously think that, that those folks, um, you know, should be making making money and such. Um, it's just that I, I think that either they communicate it better, or they make it they make cross buy because you're going to be making. The pool of VR users is already so small that that uh, you want them to buy more content. And I think Oculus could take the loss or subsidize them like Oculus Studios already does that quite a bit. Anyway, I won't get on a side rant on that. I just want to say one other thing, which is with regards to uh, No Man's Sky, which I think I mentioned I had started playing um, with my friends. And I have been enjoying, even though it's not a crafting game, like it's a lot of crafting um a lot of building like as much as it's built to be an exploration game it is really a resource gathering and management game first and foremost like you need to you need to gather the resources craft and build to to get anywhere in that game and i just got out of the main sort of tutorial area with my friends and i tried the vr mode and uh the vr mode Is Super awesome. They've done a really great job on the VR mode and I desperately want to play it. But holy smokes, it brought my computer to its knees. Um, And I can't play it in VR. It's just like it, it lags out and I don't know if it's because it's running Steam VR, Oculus VR and the game all at the same time but half-life alex was doing that and it, it wasn't brought to its knees so i'm trying to figure that out but it may be time for an upgrade on the old computer front it's too bad those three thousand video cards are like pretty much impossible to find because i, I would very much like one but uh no Man's sky vr still a fun time with friends um I'm hoping that it's going to be even more fun now that we've got to the spot where we're all done the tutorial because it kind of felt like we were playing three single player games. Um, We were all doing our own thing, learning our own things. Uh, But now we've got to like this hub place and I think that we'll be able to splinter off and do things together. At least I'm hopeful.
1: Yeah, I I think you're right. Like uh, trying to find a a 3000 series video card is 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 as hard as trying to get a PlayStation 5. So, uh I, I think you're you, you have to get real lucky and I think with the 3000 series cards it's a little easier maybe because there are multiple manufacturers. So if you don't have a preference, you might you might have more luck on that front depending on what you're looking for.
0: Well, what um, I'm thinking Ryan and like, you know, a lot of people have said this to me. They're like you should just buy a new computer because in in it there's a lot of these hardware manufacturers that have deals like you can get a 3000 card in, in a prebuilt, right? Like they're they're going to these manufacturers. While the cards alone are pretty much not available in the wild, you can buy a computer that has one in it or, or have one put together mm. that has one in it. Um, but that's buying an entire computer, right? And like I would argue that my computer is good enough if I had a better video card. Um, but at the same time, it's just, it it is one of those things where it's like, I bought, I bought this computer for fallout four around that time. It's been a few years, like, like not, it's still like I've, I've added an SSD drive recently that I could easily transfer over to the other, to a newer PC if I bought that. So I'm starting to think like, maybe I should just buy it. Like, maybe this is a reason to buy a full PC. The fact that I can't get the 3000 card in the wild. Anyway, um, I'm this is very detailed for for some of our listeners who may be like what are they talking about <laughs> but I, I i will just say the short version is that there was a new set of video cards that were released last year and and as with everything that they're not available but the thing about these video cards that's really the kick in the pants is that they are not only much more performing than the video cards of the generation prior but they're also cheaper generally or should be um, if you're not buying it on, from a scalper site or something. And so you feel kind of like an idiot to buy an older, like a 2000 or a 1000 generation, both of which would be upgrades for me. I could go out and probably find a 2000, uh, you know, card and stuff and buy it, slide it in my computer. But I just, I just think I'm like, Oh, those, uh, one of those 3000s will be available eventually, you know? So mm. Uh, I think I think I might start getting in the market for a computer, and uh, I came into some money lately, and I think I may. I know I just treated myself to an Oculus Rift Quest Two, but uh, I may need <laughs> some hardware to power it.
1: Well, I um, so I was talking to a friend of mine about these graphic graphic cards, and and they were saying that the shortages might be around until uh, until late summer. But then you might be better off waiting for, um, they do like these super variants, uh, or super clock variants or booster variants later on, like a year later. So you could wait for that as well. But again, like you're probably just running up against the same old cycle where if you wait for the next version, those versions stop, you know, start selling out. Um, but what you could do is you could, you could look at the, the 3000 series and say, okay. Maybe the series after the 3000 isn't as large a jump from the 2000 series and then you don't feel as bad getting like a year old graphics card because I'm sort of sitting in the same boat like my computer is handling what I'm throwing at it but in my mind I'd rather just go get a new console than than a new graphics card especially for you.
0: Yeah, for you it's a no brainer. Like yeah.
1: you putting money into a computer seems dumb to me.
0: And the reason I say that is because <laughs> you you made it very clear that you like the couch co-op oh, yeah. experience. Like you even bought Cyberpunk on a console. Like you don't you don't like gravitate towards uh PCs as it is. And I'll be honest, that's one thing that has, you know, pl- pl- blocked me a bit is the idea that I'm you know, I, I spend a lot of time at my PC right now. I'm not sure if I mentioned it recently, but I got a super sweet screen. It's really big
1: anyway. Oh, that's right. Um, you came into money and you have a new monitor and a new VR screen.
0: Yeah. But so it's all, it's all on the, it's all around the computer, mm-hmm. but I, I'm just thinking like, you know, I spend a lot of time at the computer during the workday. Maybe I should get stuff for, or maybe I, you know, like I per, would prefer to be sitting on the couch. Uh and um yeah any any anyhow i i'm not sure if like doubling down on the pc is is the right way to go or if i should be trying to track down a um an xbox series x is what i've been thinking about uh, well those are
1: you could you could if you decided tonight that you wanted to buy a series x you could i if you were really looking out for them you could probably get one in a week or or maybe two weeks because they are they still they still sell out but the stock lasts longer. So if you know you want one, you can get in and buy one. I think they were in stock today on Amazon for probably a good 30 minutes. So
0: I just yeah. like, I skipped the Xbox One generation, but I do have a lot of Xbox 360 and original Xbox games. And I know it, the backward compatibility is like not the, you know, like not necessarily the best overall reason to buy a console, but it, it definitely would do something for me that that uh you know a computer wouldn't because the other option i was thinking too is that i buy a new computer and i take this one with the 970 video card and all that and i connect it to the i move it over and connect it directly to the tv use my steam controller and and turn it into like sort of like a a steam big picture you know it, it runs most games quite nicely um so anyway uh, these are my these are the thoughts that I run through in my mind. They're first world problems to the nth degree, Ryan.
1: Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. Uh, well, I'm gonna let's let's close out the dungeon section with. I, I have a TV recommendation here, and i I want to get ahead of what streaming service is it on? Because I know you probably don't have this one. I'm guessing you don't, but I'm gonna say right now, and the listeners will back me up on this. It is worth trying to figure out how. To access this uh, this show by either paying for a month or using the free trial for Apple TV Plus, because Ted Lasso is worth watching every episode. If you are looking for a TV show that is completely positive, funny, upbeat, and makes soccer interesting, you should really check out Ted Lasso. Like you, someone must have recommended this show to you because I, I know I'm coming late to the ball game here, but. Have you heard of Ted Lasso?
0: Oh, Ryan, this is possibly the most recommended show I, I, okay. I like in terms of in terms of podcasts, like every single one of my podcasts, doesn't matter what they talk about, someone has found a way to reference or recommend <laughs> Ted Lasso. They're like, you know, sometimes it'll be a video game podcast, sometimes they're like, Well, stuff you should know. Ted Lasso is awesome. You it, know, it like is awesome. it's yeah no, no i i get that it's it's good to hear it. The, the one the one thing that, that that i i and again it's like consumer unfriendly stuff um we, I bought my wife an, uh, an iPad for, for Christmas. Again, it makes me sound, look at me. I'm r- rolling in technology. <laughs> um, but I bought my wife an, uh, an iPad for, for Christmas. And uh, we don't have any really other Apple products, right? Like it was just, it's it, the only tablet. And it came with uh, oh, you, Apple see, TV. Yeah, you have TV, Apple, Apple TV Plus. Like it comes with like a year or something of Apple TV Plus. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I can't watch it except on the iPad. Okay. Um, I'm going to help you out with
1: this, by the way.
0: Okay. Well, if you can help me out that we want to watch Ted Lasso, (laughs) but like the idea of us sitting on our couch crowded around the iPad screen when we have a giant TV on our screen just drives me friggin' nuts. So I can't watch it in principle until I find a way to get it on my TV.
1: So do you have a smart TV? I believe you do. Right? I do, yes. Okay, so this is this is a recent fix. So I will give you this credit. Even if you you bought your your wife an extravagant, uh, you probably bought the two fifty six gigabyte iPad and all that uh, with Smart Cover and and all that. But um, you got the free year of Apple TV, and I agree with you. At the time, even Christmas, you would have been sitting there thinking, "This sucks because I have to watch it on a tablet." Um, up until I think the November I was thinking
0: that. Yeah, I know. That's you were, what I
1: was thinking because you literally said that, and I'm, I'm yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I was thinking I it. it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Anyways, so um, yeah, in November, December, so around that time, for the longest time, whenever Apple when Apple TV Plus launched, you could only really watch it on select devices, most of which were Apple devices like the Apple TV or your iPad or your MacBook. Um, however, in the November timeframe. They basically expanded the availability of where the Apple TV Plus app was available. So now you have it on Xbox, PlayStation, and uh, most smart TVs. So I have an LG smart TV, and the Apple TV Plus app is available in the LG Channel Store. So chances are you have a device that's connected to your TV. I know you have a PS4, so if it if it's in, in the, the game... I
0: lg smart tv i think
1: well then there you go so and again i don't blame you for for waiting this long i also just finished ted lasso so we are in this together i'm only just a couple weeks ahead of you
0: right while you're talking i am going to turn on my tv (laughs) and i'm going to look to see if it's there and if it's not i'm going to be very mad good i want
1: you to get angry because if anything we need you to come come down by watching ted lasso i think if you get angry it's only going to encourage you to seek out this content could here's the thing um ted lasso is a show that i like you was getting recommendations left right and center and, and the feedback was also this is a very positive show and i'm thinking to myself like how sh- how good can this show be and yes the first couple episodes are kind of slow it's fish out of water mostly everybody has a, has a British accent. So that's a plus, right? I, I, it's always good when you have accents, Jason Sudeikis, he's a delight to watch on screen. So that's also good, but there was something about it that just felt off. And I, and I wasn't feeling that positivity that people were saying from the entire cast, that positivity was only emanating from Jason Sudeikis and his, his, uh, uh, what, who they call coach, his second in command. um, and it's about this, you know, football uh, coach who gets brought over to um, the United Kingdom to coach, uh, you know, soccer for this uh, this Premier League team. And uh, it is revealed that oh, I'm bringing this this uh, football coach in who m- went viral on YouTube for some dance thing in the, in the locker room uh, to try to tank the team to to get back at uh, her ex wife, the owner's ex wife, or ex husband rather. So. In, in the first couple episodes it's like, oh, this is very there's one or two guys that are very positive two cast members that are very positive, but the rest are all kind of negative. But that's where the show, you know, twists it in that it's not your typical network television where it's just two good people trying to trying to around a bunch of negative people. It really just it does just continuously get more and more and more positive. And I think that's where the show is like really well needed uh in this time. Because it, it does it really does just keep going like just when you think like oh no this is the classic network turn where you know the good guy becomes the downtrodden and it 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 you have that classic dip on the 7th episode but no it just keeps keeps going and it's really it's really well done and it's funny it's charming and it's over too soon and uh the only benefit to you watching it this late like i have is that we are that much closer to a season two, which is going to have 12 episodes instead of 10. So I think I've talked enough about it. Is Apple TV Plus available on your LG te- television?
0: No, you're a liar and I hate
1: you. Oh <laughs> um, No, uh, uh, no. Bye, uh, I'm Eman, boy, I'm Caden. Bye, uh, I'm Eman, <laughs> I'm Caden
0: way to diffuse a toxic situation. Now listen, Ryan, <laughs> I, I'm still willing to look up on 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 the PS4. It's on
1: the PS4. I I know that.
0: Oh, it is, eh? Okay, I'll okay. be right back, Ryan. You, you Keep are... talking about Ted okay. Lasso.
1: So Ted Lasso is this show. <laughs> Wait a second.
0: Here.
1: <laughs> no, it's I it's I and, and this is what I said to Ashley like we were watching it and it's it is about a soccer team but there's not a lot of soccer like they really don't focus in on that I thought it would be more of a sports show which would have been a negative for me because I'm not a big sports person just by saying sports person that should be the best example there that I don't watch sports. <laughs> and um the and then like throughout the show they really don't focus on it and then there are a couple episodes where they go in depth on it and they kind of focus a little more on it And it was really good. Like the fact that they don't hammer it in that this is a show based around football, uh, and when it does showcase football, it's really interesting. And they, and they, they've really put it together in a way that it it still feels fish out of water, but still feels genuine. And, um, again, like if people like Crofton, who have been getting these recommendations left, right, and center, Uh, like i have are now getting it again from this podcast Uh, i apologize but you should watch ted lasso and if you already have write in let crofton know that he should figure out a way to watch ted lasso um and and um checking two of his devices while we're recording while good radio is it there
0: it's it's seemingly there i've added it to the downloads of ps4 so look ryan i'm totally gonna watch this is not even even before your recommendation (laughs) i would have been on on this just because i hear uh it has a lot of good buzz and honestly like apple plus tv whatever it's called is um is one of those things that is it's not a netflix or a even at Disney Plus, like the barrier of entry there is much higher. Like people have to kind of seek it out. Mm. So the amount of people that like have been saying good things about it to me is just crazy because it means that they made the effort to try to add people will watch crap on Netflix or they'll be like, Yeah, I watched the latest true crime thing on Netflix. It's all right or whatever. They get huge numbers because everybody has Netflix, but like not everybody has Apple Plus 7 TV or whatever. Um, and so <laughs> So like, and the fact that I went out and tried over a couple of devices to find, to find it uh, is, is a good sign that like, I mean, that I'm motivated by, by this show. And uh, the the fact is, talked about Michael Schur shows on this show podcast before the the good place the 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 brooklyn nine nines and parks and rec i love those feel-good shows i've been watching parks and rec um uh uh, i never actually finished that series and it was re-upped on netflix re-added to netflix canada and i'm back to watching it and i just like and it's just just comfort food it goes down easy right oh uh just don't tell me anything by the way i uh i've watched the first four episodes of wandavision Mm. um and so, uh, I'm, you know, like I'm into it, I think much more than my wife, uh, but we're going to, we're going to watch the rest and then maybe be able to, 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 to talk about it on this show. Like, we can yeah, maybe spoiler cast.
1: I, th- I think we're like, do due... our next recording will be, uh, a week after it's, it's aired in its entirety. Uh, and I would recommend, uh, and I mean, I would recommend to folks that, if you are caught up with One Division, you know this. But if you aren't caught up, I think it's going to be pretty critical. There's like another—you're like on the cusp of a critical moment that's easily spoilable. But I think coming into the, you know, last week's episodes and this week's episode is another sort of critical junction of spoiler territory because they are obviously starting to wrap it up as they head into the ninth episode um but you know on the on the topic of apple tv plus since you went through all the effort to get it going and i know a lot of people listening to this are going to also go through that effort because at five bucks a month like even if you don't have an apple device for five bucks a month there's some great content and there's there's it's curated content other shows i would recommend i think i talked about it defending jacob if you're a fan of sort of you know mysteries um, it's, it's a little bit of a darker show, but it is, uh, it's not as cheery as Ted Lasso. So you're looking for a, a downer chaser, uh, Defending Jacob's a good one. Um, and it's got Chris Evans in it. So that's always a bonus. And, um, another one, if you are looking for more of a comedic take, uh, and you're a fan of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, they have, uh, Mythic Quest, which again is a bit of a slow slash... Not so great start, but it goes places and it's based around the video game industry and it's it's kind of interesting. So if you're in the Apple TV Plus zone, those are two other shows you can check out. Mythic Quest is probably not going to, uh, to interest uh, Jess, but I think de- Defending Jacob, if you're into the more procedural stuff and the mysteries... Um, that might be worth checking out as well.
0: Well, speaking of more procedural stuff and mysteries, I think it is time to segue into the mysterious world of raising children, and procedural because it's always a process. Um, and uh, I will start, I guess, uh, and, and just <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm going to provide uh, two things. One is a like I I was looking. I, I normally don't like to recognize the show notes on the uh, on the show. Uh, but I, I noticed that Ryan constantly uh, updates <laughs> what? on on what's going on with all of his children, where I, I left find one out
1: this time because, yeah, that's you know because why.
0: you have so many. <laughs> um, yeah, but 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 like but, the like, reason better. <laughs> but uh, look, I. I I came in and I was like, oh, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to talk about it. Gwen and I playing Breath of the Wild because that's all I want to talk about and do is play Breath of the Wild with Gwen. We are we were having talking about an that last ab- episode though. <laughs> Absolutely, it's dude. It's Breath of the Wild when it came out. People spent like eight podcasts talking about it. Like yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to be talking about it uh, a, a lot more, and I'm enjoying it more this time around than the first time I played it, and I enjoyed it then. Um, and so. Uh, but, but when I was doing it I, and I was talking about it, I, so Ryan's got notes here about his kids and losing teeth and on the verge of walking and different, different children updates. And I thought to myself, poor Clara, I never, <laughs> I never talk about Clara and I'm like, it's, in it, it kind of makes sense in the context of the show and that she's the youngest and and that i'm not doing those things with her like i'm not like gwen gwen is at a fun age and and we're having fun like you know being playing games together sometimes board games like ticket to ride sometimes video games but um but Clara is, you know, she's younger and uh, she's into kid shows. Obviously, she's really into Paw Patrol right now, which is unfortunate, but also fortunate because it's really fun to see her happy. But I just thought uh, I will, before Ryan uh, goes through all his children's milestones, I will <laughs> go give Cl- an update to Claire uh, on Clara and just say that she is doing super well. She's always in a good mood. She's got so many words now. She's almost three. And um, she like she loves when she comes home from daycare. She loves making a huge entrance. She wants to walk in the door first because either myself or my wife are picking her up, and then she wants to say hi. I'm home, and then she throws Aww. three. She throws her pack sack on the ground and just like waltzes in with a huge smile on her face, and uh, she's just like the neighborhood goof. Everybody finds. Uh her hilarious, she's you know, climbing over snowbanks or rushing up and down uh the street. She's now pretty much potty trained, except at nighttime, um, which we talked about in, in sort of past episodes about potty training, uh, and still really kind of uh proud proud about it. And uh, yeah, she's just becoming a little little bit of a kid. She wakes up in the morning earliest, she's the one that gets us all up and we're trying to convince her to stay in her room and stuff. And so uh she's just a you know complete positive not not much work just a lot of fun right now and it's it's really great. So there's she doesn't have huge news. She goes to her daycare every day. She has you know she she's um she's continues to do well and is the only one of us that is really not feeling the pandemic. But Ryan inspired me to to Update on Clara because I know it's very easy for me to fall into that that trap of just talking about all the fun stuff I'm doing with my older daughter so that is my update on Clara. Ryan, please go through all of your seven children. All right, it's the
1: murphy update. That's daddy, that's mommy, that's Abby that's Isabel that's Zoe on Daddy De-de-de-de. Anyway, so uh wait yeah. who's Zoe? Zoe's my dog so it's not oh. a fourth oh. child. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, by the way, fourth. Kid I never. Zoe.
0: Oh my god! I've never mentioned Zoe. What episode is this?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, and 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 it's funny enough. Zoe would technically be the oldest because we we got the dog before we got the kids. So, um, no, I don't not. I, I don't. I do not have an update on Zoe. Just that that she exists and Caden acknowledged her first on this show with that little intro he put together for us. But, um yeah like uh we we are you know not to um you know we i play video games with the kids as well so i don't have this in the notes but i will i will see your breath of the wild and and raise you super mario 3d world uh i did end up picking that one up uh, i know it's it was a 90 dollar sort of investment it was a tough tough sell but you know at the end of the day i kind of convinced myself in the in the aspect of i'll play bowser's fury and then myself, and I think I talked about this last time, it's like we've been kind of playing that. So not much new on the video game front. Although if you do have Game Pass, um, I would recommend Donut County. Uh, it's a really fun, quirky game that is uh, easier to control and could be a game that, that honestly you could play with, with Clara as well. I don't know if you've heard of Donut County at all, but it is essentially a it's game. It's on Game Pass. It is on Game Pass, Yeah. And you could play it on your computer, and it's as simple as just a little hole appears. And the as- the idea is to try to move the hole around, and every time something falls into the hole, the hole gets bigger. And that's the puzzle, is just, how do I make this hole big, big enough to suck up all the things in the level and progress from that point? So it was a game that Caden could do a whole level on his own. Abby could do it as long as the hole was big enough, because... Um, the joystick she kind of she doesn't have that fine motor control that Caden has uh but you know I would uh I would sort of help out where needed and I would read through sort of the interstitial moments because it was all it's all very there's no voice acting it's all y'all read it uh it's got the little animal crossing sort of noise whenever someone's talking so you can kind of read the text that makes sense and skip over what you maybe want to censor for the kids but it's a fairly, you know, PG, it's very PG game, if not perfect for the kids. And from a control mechanic, like you could hand the controller to Clara and she could move the control stick around and especially earlier levels where there's no puzzles. It's just a matter of like swallow everything in a level. And it is pandemonium. It's a lot of fun once you, you get the hole big enough that you're just like having whole houses fall into it. It's kind of like reverse Katamari Damashi, you know, where instead of trying to make this big pile of trash, you're just trying to make this big hole just to suck stuff into. So I recommend that if you're looking for a video game that you can involve uh, both your kids and then you can you can talk about them uh, next episode. But you know Clara's inter- go ahead. Yeah,
0: Clara sometimes like she'll bite on some breath of the wild stuff, but we do feel like one thing my wife and I have felt bad on is that like you know, Clara will have she's now older and she she can register what she's seeing on, on screen, no problem, and talk it about it in in, in great detail. And uh, now, like I've had the conversation with Gwen about violence in video games, and it's not the Breath of the Wild is like Mortal Kombat or anything, but it's like you're getting in giant battles often um and uh and you know you don't you don't want like your two-year-old seeing all of that especially without context and stuff like she came down and saw me fighting like three skeletons she's like skeletons daddy and i'm like i'm hitting them and then she runs up and like sort of gives gwen a big pinch and it's like and has this aggression Mm -hmm. and i'm like oh yeah you shouldn't be watching this and now like if clara comes down and i'm playing breath of the wild i'll I'll be sure that i'm doing something peaceful and if not i'll pause the game or whatever because i don't want her kind of like seeing that stuff on the screen uh but she has like we have like i what was the game we were playing before I think it was Pokemon. Let's go. We had her run around a little bit and like move the joystick. Oh, in Pokemon, let's go. I remember there's the catching mechanic where it's like literally you're, you're, you're mimicking, throwing a pokeball with the controller, the joy con. And, um and I gave one to Clara and I was like, here you go. Like you can catch the Pokemon, just throw it, you know? And of course she threw the controller at the TV. It was great. Um, But, uh, but she at least enjoyed that. So she, she does stuff.
1: Yeah. No, and and for sure I think uh I agree with you there and maybe Abby's Abby's gotten a lot better with it. I mean obviously she's, she's a bit older, but I do remember when the kids were younger like what what seemed like uh, even with Breath of the Wild, quite innocent, very cartoony, there's no blood, you're just, you know, using your sword to to dismantle a have a skeleton turn into a a cloud of of purple. And, uh, but yeah, it, it is something that they pick up on and, and will often excite them in a way that has them run over to their sibling or the couch and just kind of give it a good, good hit. <laughs> and, uh, I think it's just, it's just sometimes the way kids react to that stuff. But, um, in terms of sort of just what's been going on, like, uh, I was joking that I only had two real big updates is that, uh, Caden discovered he, he had a loose tooth. So in his virtual, kindergarten class like every week or so one of the kids will be like i lost a tooth and we have this Bernstein bears book that uh, talks about loose teeth and we've been reading it for gosh i don't know how long i, I know it off my heart and so do the kids but um caden would always ask "Well, when am i going to lose my teeth and i'm like well when your adult teeth are ready to come in you'll start losing your your baby teeth And, you know, today or just earlier last week, he just, uh, he had a loose tooth. So that's what we're going through now. It's a bit of a struggle with brushing teeth and stuff. Cause he, he kind of freaks out every time you kind of touch it, even though it's like, it's barely wiggling. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's loose. Don't get me wrong, but it's, (laughs) it's not a it's not a huge it's not it's a big deal for him but it's i think it's like i said to him like it's gonna take a while because it's barely loose and um i don't know why but everyone kind of jumps and you know to my to to their credit i did as well you tell that story of like well you know how we got rid of loose teeth when we were kids you tie a string to the loose tooth and you tie the other end to the door and what do you think happens (laughs) yeah and i i mean probably not the greatest thing to tell him on the first tooth but he we did explain when we were joking but grandma did did not explain that she was joking she was she was being very serious and luckily we had prepared caden for that by uh by telling him the story earlier i don't know did you do that when you were you were kids was that a thing i mean you usually someone in the family usually does it once and then realizes how crappy a situation that is uh i don't think it's recommended
0: yeah, no, I, it's just, there's in Canada and, and I think internationally, there's a, this famous author, Robert Munch. He writes a lot of children's books and he has one about the loose tooth or whatever that I know that we read when I was a kid. And it was, it was, it it did involve like tying it to uh, a door and then to a oh. motorcycle and a car. And when somebody drives off and all of this, <laughs> uh, it, and uh, like, and it's played for lot you know it's played for last I remember being like oh it's super gross as a kid and we read that book to my kids now but but no uh, we never we like really my te- teeth just came out when they were ready to come out you know and uh, I know I gwen has a book. loose
1: tooth right now oh good see and you didn't put that in the notes see this is the these are the type of things people want to know about all right i mean maybe not <laughs> okay i'm making it sound like we have to we have to oh they you know, I think it's it's a milestone for our kids when they start, you know, losing teeth. But obviously, we're not going to say, oh, he, he lost his canine tooth. He lost How, his incisor it, molar. Like, we're not going to. No, uh,
0: I know. It's just for Gwen. It's just that she's like, you know, she's. Um, she's already lost his tooth. A, this is a. Six and a half. Yeah, she's lost like a few teeth and she's lost her front teeth. And so like, this is just or like there's there's one that one left. So, for, you know, for the most <laughs> for the for the most part, I'm I'm like, you know, whatever. Teeth are going to yeah. fall out. Every so often, let's sign up for Breath college, she's good to go, yeah.
1: right? You don't need to, there are no more updates for her. Just we're playing no, Breath of the Wild until her college scholarship comes through and she's the, out the door.
0: <laughs> the only teeth I want to talk about are the <laughs> Hinox teeth that we got from meeting them. You know? Tell me about
1: it, tell me about so, it. So, uh,
0: yeah, before I, I just, I do like we'd be joking about the Breath of the Wild thing. I just want to, I just want to mention because I'm not going to go into. The details of what we have done or or since last episode or whatever but it is just a it's super amazing to have something that your kid wakes up really excited about wanting to talk to you about on the walk to school and it's just like in a pandemic situation it's just like over the moon about two it's really fun this is like the you know there's going to be a time where she is not scared and wants to do all the playing, but right now she wants me to play and she wants to watch. That's perfect. And how I like it, Um, except for the shitty parts like cooking, which I hate and she loves. So when it's time to cook, she does all the cooking in the game for me, you know, like she'll just throw and she loves that. And there's some other stuff um that she will you know you know take the lead on she likes uh you know exploring some areas and 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 that and i'll give her the controller and i'm more than happy to but for most of the the stuff it'll it'll be me and and i know that that won't last long and and uh and so this is kind of like a a special time where i get to share in the experience and have a good time and and um and three that game rules uh and uh you know i played it and i didn't finish it i dropped off because. Um, I had done pretty much all the Divine Beasts, and I'd explored a lot, and I had enjoyed it. But there was, like, an abundance of riches at that time in the gaming world, and there was a bunch of other games, and there was a bunch of things going on. I I think I just dropped off at one point. Um, But playing it again, oh, man, especially, you know, there's not a ton out right now. It is an awesome game. And it kind of sucks because, like, it's like, You know, I I enjoy playing with Gwen. We'll get to play after supper for a little bit. Then she'll go to bed. And then in the evening, I'm going to, like, yeah, I've been playing the VR a little bit, but I kind of looking for a a good, meaty game to to sink into. And everything, it's like, I'd rather play breath of the wild i'm like wow well, maybe i should play maybe i should play a little bit of breath of the wild without gwen i could just explore a little bit around here and and she wouldn't notice but of course i can't do that so anyway just a great a, a good ass video game that breath of the wild
1: <laughs> Oh, no, you're right it is a great game and uh if you are uh digging breath of the wild uh if you want more of that i I, I recommend at least checking out Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity because it does give you the look and feel. It's not the same combat, but it gives you the look and feel, the sounds, the characters, and uh, yeah, if you're into the warrior style game, but just look I've into ne- it.
0: I've I've never played a warrior style game to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say that that is not one, like so. So now we got to be careful about Gwen when she sees stuff, right? Cause she's old enough now that she wants stuff or can, can, so she saw like, we started up the switch and I guess they showed the Hyrule warriors and it was like a shot of Zelda uh, and, and all that. She's like, Oh, there's another one. We should get that. And I was, uh, and you know, it's all combat, is my yes. understanding, and I'm like, yeah, I'm I, I'm not gonna get like we have a lot of Breath of the Wild still to go. We'll talk about it later. But the reality is, like that would be a game that maybe I would play solo, and I wouldn't I wouldn't have Gwen watch because it's just. You know, even though it's animated characters, it's just beating dudes over and over. Is my my understanding? It's
1: mindless. So. It's it's basically it's mindless destruction as you move through waves and waves of enemies. So no, I, it was not a suggestion to play with uh, to play with Gwen at least right now. But I mean, for you to to be able to save Breath of the Wild, yeah, yeah. you know, it'd, it'd be a good trade off. But yeah, I can totally understand. That's a good point. Where the struggle of uh, the kids seeing. Seeing other stuff, we are starting to experience that a bit, and I and I think that's where I'm glad we don't really watch, you know, terrestrial television with the kids. It's all Netflix, and the worst thing they can see after they finish something on Netflix is something else on Netflix that is suitable for kids. And it's like, yeah, sure, we'll try the weird dinosaur anime Pokemon ripoff that you want to check out for one episode. Doesn't sound terrible. It's available. You know, they'll watch one episode and realize it's not Paw Patrol and move on back to. Patrol. so it's uh i totally understand that but i'm so i'm i'm kind of on one part i'm glad that there's a lot of stuff i'm into like the mario and nintendo stuff that i can share with the kids like we watched the nintendo direct it was a uh, it was on at like five o'clock which is around our dinner time so it's like i just set up the tablet it's like okay like similar to movie night we'll just watch this direct and you know me and the kids we just got to chill and watch this video game presentation and i did explain to them like this is a present it's a nintendo presentation so obviously like they would um they would situate even mature games in a way where you wouldn't necessarily have to like you know take the tablet away as opposed to with the state of play that that sony had today i watched it just with an e- ear pod just listening to it while we were sort of having dinner and it's like there was there was a, there was a uh, an MF drop, you know, and it's like, well, I'm glad we didn't try to watch that with the kids. Although it was a game that I would have removed the tablet from the, from the, t- uh, the table. But I, I explained to the kids, like, look, if something comes up, I'll remove the tablet. And that's just because there's something on the screen that is not for kids. And I'll bring it back as soon as it's over. And they were cool with that. They agreed. And that was the agreement we had, but we, we had a good time. They really dig the Nintendo stuff. And for the most part, if something comes on screen, we're going to be watching something that I'll probably want to get especially if it's a Mario or or Zelda product. So it's not it's that's not a big deal, but I can totally understand like if you're, <laughs> there there is Zelda experiences like Age of Calamity that is uh probably not 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 necessarily unsuitable for kids, but just like it is all of the stuff that you want in moderation when you're playing with the kids, which is the combat. It's just all combat. But you get to play Zelda, so that's all. That's cool. You could play as a lot of different characters in Age of Clans. What was
0: the What was the game that sent MF?
1: Uh, I think it was Deathloop. It's that uh, Bethesda oh, Arcane yeah, yeah. game, and it was it was just it was like oh, there was a lot of cool stuff like that. Uh, Kina game looks like it could be fun to play uh, with kids. It might be a good one to check out, um, and that one is coming to the PS4 and PC. So sweet, yeah. There's a I, lot I, of I... stuff coming to the uh, to the current older generation i guess so there's not a lot of exclusives um
0: hey can i ask you a weird breath of the wild question yeah sure so you know the dlc for breath of the wild
1: yeah yeah i never did finish it i should probably go back to that
0: like is there some of it that is like separate that i could play on my own that's in a different area or a different way of playing it or is it like integrated with the main game like the champions ballads and swords like is it all like in the game or is it that i have to play it separately because maybe i could play that without gwen
1: um it's all in the game there was like a new game plus that they came out with but obviously that that isn't going to help you um i think one of the dlcs that probably comes close to repeatable content was the master sword trial which you could go in and do on your own without impacting the prog- the progression you had going with Gwen. Uh, but as far as I know, all that DLC was included within the main game. It's just the the Master Sword Trials is something you could do without, you know, Gwen being so, like, hey, you did this without me, blah. So I could do that? Like, I go in yeah.
0: the menu and I choose Master Sword Trials?
1: Well, no, you would you would have to boot into the game and then go to the Master Sword area in the C- Kokori Forest or whatever. But you could easily just... Warp back to wherever you were when you were playing with Gwen. But. Okay.
0: So, yeah, it's all integrated in the game. Oh, okay. yeah. No, that's yeah, cool. Is. That's cool. I remember when Breath of the Wild first came out, there's all these podcasts that would apologize and be like, okay, we'll stop talking about Breath of the Wild and we'll talk about something else. And then they would always come back and end up talking about Breath of the Wild. I feel like that's going to be this show for the next three episodes at least. But, <laughs> um you know, if, if you guys are missed it for whatever reason or you're just looking for something to dip back into, that's a good game yeah
1: no it's a very good game and i'm looking forward to learning more about the sequel they did say that they would have news later on this year but uh if you're looking to tie yourself over i think age of calamity is a good game to kind of jump in play a little bit and jump out because it it is a bit monotonous i was playing before we started recording just because i was feeling that breath of the wild uh sort of itch and um yeah other than that i mean for me uh you know The other the other things going on is like, I I feel like by the next time we record, Isabel will be walking because and it's just crazy how quickly the year is gone. Like she'll be a year in a month and she is full on pulling herself up on things, using her walker to like speed across the living room. Um, And so she'll be walking probably by if not next episode, the episode after. And it's just it's crazy how fast things have been moving uh if if not um but also slow at the same time it's really weird we are in a weird time i cannot wait till it gets back to normal and and there's a more like normal sense of how time works but maybe this is just not necessarily the pandemic's fault it's just having <laughs> three kids and and going through the you know the day to day stuff but yeah she is she's growing up quite quickly um and uh, it's, d- it's weird d- d- did um, like, how does she track
0: compared to the other seven kids? Like, does she do in terms of like where she is in terms of walking? Like, did is it because she has the siblings that she's she's um uh, quicker or is it the same? Or, uh,
1: she, it is quicker, and you know what? She's got to put up with a lot of crap with Caden and Abigail. Like, they they are, I wouldn't say they're rough with her. But they they're kids, right? They're, they're kids being kids around, uh, you know, and Isabel isn't defenseless. Like, you know, she's 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 gotten older. So she's able to, like, kind of explain when they're not explain, but let the kids know when it's not just one or zero anymore. She's got sort of range when it comes to letting people know when she's upset or, or things are bugging her. Uh, but yeah, I think she's progressing much faster. I think Caden walked uh, uh, just before his first birthday. Abigail was a little later than that, but Isabel is, I think, tracking ahead. And I and I've even noticed that with sort of um, you know uh, just learning abilities. Like Abigail's picked up a lot from Caden. I think you've know, you've probably recognized that with Clara and Gwen. Um, but uh, I don't know if it's like. You know progressive where if you were to if you were to have seven kids like that seventh kid would be walking talking and doing its own taxes by by six months because you have seven kids i don't i don't think that's the case but yeah in this case with isabel i think she is walking a lot faster mainly so that she can get the heck away from the kids when they're they're just being just rampaging you know because right now she can crawl pretty quick out of the way (laughs) Has. yeah
0: i i i can see i can see that as well definitely when you're exposed like i see Clara's interest so much is formed by her sister so much is formed by what her sister likes her her behaviors uh her abilities are so much faster she's like once she sees gwen's she sees gwen doing art she wants to sit down next to her and do art you know e- everything just seems to be a little faster a little punchier because she has a big sister right so mm. i mean um uh you know with two older siblings i can just imagine that it's it's like you're you're playing uh cat, catch up all the time and you want to you want to be at that next level with them right so um uh, no it's that's that that is cool and it's also like it is it is crazy like i i think that you know we recently hit the milestone of like 50 episodes of this podcast it does not seem really that many but at the same point Clara was not even born and now she's like almost three. Uh, Isabel was not, you know, even conceived and now she's walking. Yeah. Um, You know, like it's just, it is, it is crazy. And I know like the pandemic all time blurs together and stuff like that, but it is, uh, it is cool that we're able to enjoy these milestones. And it's great for these kids that like, I mean, to me for even Clara is, is getting to the point where like, she's, probably starting to realize that the world is kind of weird right now but the isabels and claros will likely be safe even the abbeys will be like you know like w- hopefully we'll be back to normal and this will not be even anything that they remember like gwen for sure is going to remember this you know mm-hmm. um but uh they probably won't um all right, so let us wrap up. Uh, before we do, um, let us go to uh, the mailbag and see if we have any listener feedback. Remember, you can send your feedback to us and email the show dad at Um And, uh, you know, you can even hit, hit us up on Twitter uh, and I will tell you how to do that in a bit. But uh, the feedback this week is from a Whirlwind via Discord. And Whirlwind has a question saying, uh, my oldest is turning three years old in a month. What are cool things that you guys did for a pandemic birthday? Ryan, this is a good question. What have you done? For your many children's birthdays.
1: Yeah, well, it is interesting. So, yeah, Whirlwind hit me up over Discord. He just mentioned he had this question. And uh, we just did Caden's birthday. And we had a night, you know, and I'll give full credit where credit's due. Ashley had an idea where she was going to either bake cupcakes or special order cupcakes from a bakery and send those cupcakes to each family member in town uh, to, to have a cupcake with a candle for a group sort of Facebook slash zoom call for everybody. Um, we didn't end up doing that cause it was, it was during the lockdown. So we didn't want to like necessarily like test or push those, those boundaries. Uh, so we just did the group call and we did the group call. And what we did was we had everyone on the tablet sort of in front of Caden so he could see them and they could see, see him and we brought the cake over with the candles and he was able to blow the candles out in front of everybody and they were singing happy birthday uh oddly enough more in tune and and in line than they would be if they were in person so that was an interesting that was probably just a fluke but uh it went it went over really well and again like you know Caden isn't in Caden hasn't been in class he didn't do daycare Um, He doesn't have as many cousins, so he doesn't have we haven't quite hit that moment where he is like, I can't wait to have a birthday party with all my friends. Um, Now, mind you, probably next year we're going to be experiencing that. We haven't had that like, oh, it's his birthday, so we have to have like five or six kids over and do this big thing so I can understand how you know, during a pandemic, trying to throw a birthday party is really tough because there are these pre-existing expectations from your kids. But at three, that's not really an issue. I think you just need to make it special. And um, a video call is something that I think works really well. If you can involve the family and try to have some, you know, synchronous stuff there with, you know, um, even instructing your family, like go and buy a small cupcake or whatever. But In this instance, if you want to involve some local, you know, bakeries and support, you know, local businesses, you could do that and special order, some birthday uh, cupcakes and send those out to family. And it might work as like a reconnection thing with your family as well. That works really well. We did a pinata uh, as well. And that's been a big hit. Now it's the pinata has been been asked to be at every birthday party. So uh, I know three year olds. Yeah, we're
0: we're
1: we're same thing
0: pinata all the time.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it's a simple thing. We get them at the dollar store and they're like four bucks and they're filled with and you just fill them with like the dollar store candy, like little bite sized ones, and it always goes over well. Um, I mean honestly, you're just you're just encouraging your kids to, to take their frustrations and, and whatnot out on this on this pinata thing. Uh and that worked out really well. Um, but yeah, it's it's certainly tough. Uh you could do some you could do some like window visits or, you know, uh, I don't know if we're quite there yet where you have to have people come, you know, and visit through the window. Like you can do a little bit more with masks and stuff. But I think the video call works really well. Like it, it's not it's not something you're going to do every year because it's so fun. It's just it's because of the pandemic. But um, yeah, I think pinata is a good idea, though, because that that is a lot of fun for the kids. Did you have anything else to add for like a pandemic? Birthday party for a three-year-old. Well,
0: we're, we're actually heading up to like Clara will be three in April. And oh. so, you know, I mean, it's soon. So we have to start thinking about that, um, as well. I mean, there will likely be something at the daycare, uh, and you know, Clara really only has two sets of friends, her family and including Gwen and her daycare buddies. So she's going to have an event at the day, at the daycare, um i it's looking more and more like you know any sort of event here will be uh uh you know uh, over zoom in 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 that like like you mentioned um i i will say that for gwen like the pandemic has been different at different times and gwen's birthday is in august and in august we were kind of like we were looser with family and we got together every weekend with my brother and his daughter and my mom and and at my mom's house outside. And we had a pinata and we had a scavenger hunt. And the only difference between it and a regular birthday was really the fact that there were no, you know, school friends or anything like that for Gwen. And even then we did like sort of a play date with her best friend. Um, uh, you know, separately and uh, with with a bit of distancing and this sort of thing, because it was good during the summer or whatever. We were in a spot where we could do that. Now we're not, you know, and so it, the timing of it is tricky. Um, so I, I I would just I would just not beat yourself up. Three three is uh, is a fun age. Like I'm I'm loving my daughter turning three, but. It's not the it's not yet the age where like they're really like the little things that you guys do as a family will be enough. Um, you know, if if you decorate the house, if you make it exciting, if you're like, it's your birthday, if you have, you know, a couple of fun gifts with their favorite stuff, if you have a big cupcake for them to shove in their face, you know, um and you have a couple of chats with with family and all of that, that will be enough. And don't put additional pressure on yourself. For, for something uh, like a three-year-old's birthday party, uh, especially in times of COVID. They're going to enjoy it for what, whatever you're able to give them. So um, that is my thought on that. Um, so... I will proceed into the closing of the show, but if you want wise words like that, you can visit us on the web at TGI studios.com slash dad, find all our issue uh, old episodes and listen to our back catalog, get all our wisdom that way. Or you can just email the show, ask us your questions or share your experiences. Dad at tgistudios.com. studios.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Ryan and I are both on there. I'm at Croft and Steers. Ryan's at R Murphy. The show itself is at DNDcast. Um, and we would appreciate if you follow the show as well. You'll figure out when new episodes launch, and you'll probably see them like maybe 10 seconds before Ryan or I retweet them on our personal accounts. So it gives you a 10 second sort of, you know, inside, probably value there. So that's going to do it for this episode of A Dungeons and Diapers. Ryan, do
1: you want to say adieu? I, you know, I don't think there's much I can say, but uh, we've got this.
0: Bye, I'm your number one, Kaden. Bye, I'm your number one, Caden. And I'm your number one, Crofton. Goodbye, everybody.
1: This must be my lucky day.
0: that didn't last long
1: (laughs) what else do I got
0: I hear you kitties and I'm sorry your carrier is too small someday I'll swipe you a bigger one there was a bit a really good Mayor hunting or line on an episode I listened to, and I, I I think it it had to do. There's one where they're like <laughs> there there's so many stupid episodes. It's like pups save a melon contest or something, and it's like. It's like uh, they're having Mayor Humdigger paints this giant inflatable ball to be like a melon, to have the biggest melon in the contest. And, of course, it bounces like crazy and he loses control. And he has some line about like – or he keeps trying to correct people being like, you know, people would call call the Paw Patrol and be like, Ryder, we need help. There's a – a ball that's bouncing all over Times square, destroying everything. And then mere hemp bobs out in the back and say, it's not a ball. It's a melon, you know? Um, and he, <laughs> it, it, and he's always, he's always saying it over and over. It, it does make me laugh. I do think like, if you were really patient and wanted to do something funny, which uh, you know, it's you, would, you could pull out, you could do a really funny montage of the, of the clips where, um, Ryder says whenever you're something, yelp for help or whatever, like at the end of an episode because sometimes like recently they've become so ridiculous. Like whenever an evil robot places a dome over the city, (laughs) yelp for help you know like and it it, it's just like some of them are just so ridiculous now um that i feel like you could put together a montage of like 10 of them together and it would be just so stupid oh yeah no i've definitely (laughs)
1: noticed like the more quirkier episodes or the more crazier episodes there at the end episode the end of it is like hey whenever you've got you know a rampaging purple dragon call for help and it's like what I feel like this is a one-time thing.
0: Whenever your melon contest is ruined by a runaway ball, yelp for help. You know, you're like, you're like, okay, that's oddly you know, specific, but all right, I will do that.